Hey everybody, Hats here with another content warning for this episode. This episode of Farscape deals with some themes of uh, suicide and abortion. Just wanted to get that up in front before we get into the episode. So with that taken care of, let's get on with the podcast. Hello everybody, welcome back to Fastgate Rewatch Season 4, Episode 18. I am your host, Can't Wear Hats, and with me, as always, is Red Nightmare. Do you believe in God? Be more specific, which one? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. All of them. <laughs> yes, we'll see why that's relevant in a minute before we get ahead of ourselves. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so we're back with another episode of Farscape. Episode 18 of 22 of season 4. So after this, we only got four more episodes left and then Peacekeeper Wars. Final five. Mm hmm. And so this episode is called Prayer. And at the end of last week's, we gave you the quick synopsis, which was you know, Scorpius and John head down to the uh, unrealized reality Moya with all the mixed up people to mm-hmm. find out where Katrazzi is, which is where they think Aaron has been taken because Aaron has been captured by. Scarens. I am super bummed out that I didn't go. We're halfway there. You know what? We can do it again. No, no, no. magic of audio editing, man. Those things need to be off the cuff. Always off the cuff. You should have just said, can we redo that? All right. So, yeah. And, yeah, that's where we're up to now. And, of course, there's the customary previously on Farscape to tell us all of this. Which actually does a very nice little contrast because it starts roughly with John saying, you will never get wormholes. Scorpius, and it ends with him saying, "There's only one thing I care about. I'll trade her for wormhole knowledge." Yeah, and that's that's a nice little progression of like, yeah, we've seen how desperate John is now. Mm-hmm. He's like, "I got nothing else. I need your help." So yeah, we open up though. First shot of this episode. Once we've gone through all of that, is actually we open on Aaron, and Aaron, she's alone. She seems to be in well, but she's in a dark room. We actually like pan in from outside, and there's like this big, chunky sort of spiky gate on the front, mm-hmm. and uh, she's kneeling down in this dark room. We assume it's a prison cell of some kind, and it is. Yeah, it is. And she's now on the floor, and she's saying uh, that there was there was one guard. Don't remember her face. She never told me her name. Tell me a legend about how Sebastians used to have a god called Jankabru, and six worlds prayed to her. They built temples, conquered planets, all that stuff. But then one day she rose up and destroyed all six worlds. Yeah, and as she was facing down the last warrior, the warrior asked, "Why we gave you everything? Why did you do this?" And she looks down and whispered to him. Because I can. And now Eren is basically praying to that god to give her a sign that John is coming. Yeah, she's she's like, I never, don't normally do this, don't know how this normally goes, but please, I'm asking you, send me a sign. For the types of divine intervention, Eren's not being very um, entitled, is what I'm looking for. It's like, just a sign, it's the only thing I'm asking. <laughs> I don't expect, I don't expect like lightning bolts to save me, just give me a sign that he's coming, that's all I need. Well, it's also interesting because we've never had any indication of any religious ceremony or anything to do with peacekeepers. They've all been yep. like strictly military doctrine, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's implied, you know, the the Sebastians used to have a god, and so they're not really big into religion nowadays, which is nice little little detail that it kind of clarifies like, oh yeah, well, never heard peacekeepers mentioned to 
gods mm. before, so... But then we cut back to Moya, and we see what's up there, and we see Scorpius and John walking up to command. Yeah, and Scorpius is like, she's dead, stop thinking about it. And John's like, she's not dead, the Scarons need her to get to me. I have a plan, and let me finish. And don't call it stupid, just let me finish. And then John says, uh, when I met Einstein from Unrealized Reality, I blipped into Bizarro Moya, same Leviathan, but different, mixed up. And the Stark there uttered Katrutzi. Scorpio says, I know. And I'm like, oh, how? Probably because John already told him. Fair you enough. Know. But uh, he said, I know that. And John kind of turns and gives him a look. And Scorpio's like, all right, okay, shutting up. Yeah, all right. <laughs> John's like, I thought it was garbage. But now I suppose you heard the same word before Aaron was kidnapped. And you don't know where it is. No, I d- you know that, he says to John. And John's so. right again. <laughs> well, John, John's basically, he's going through the whole thing. Like, yes, Scorpius, like, yes, I know this. It's like, I know. <laughs> and John's like, hush, shut up, Scorpius. I'm doing this for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like, let me take you through the steps of how we got here. And then he says, okay, but I figure if Bizarro Stark knows Katrazzi, then Bizarro Stark may know where it is. Mm-hmm. That's the best lead I have. You got anything better? I'm open to suggestions. And Scorpius basically goes... If I help you with this... Yeah, and we get Aaron back, he says. Yeah, and we get and we get her back. You promise to give me wormhole technology. Every equation, every formula, and John's like, everything. You get everything. And so then we sign this contract uh, because Scorpius grabs John's finger, pricks it with something, so it's bleeding. I think it's he bleeding, just cuts it with his nails. And then sticks it in his mouth... And licks it. Yeah. And, it's just, um. and then John's like, ah, oh, what are you doing? This is gross. I, I, I love that this moment was like, he just has this bleeding finger in his mouth and like, sucking on it. And I'm like, ah, yes, one ma- one American's journey into yada, yada, yada. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well. I mean, he's, he's, getting, he's getting his bleeding finger sucked by a man in the gimp suit. <laughs> yeah. So there are places where you can pay quite a lot for that, you know. <laughs> Scorpius is doing it for free. Free, yeah. Well, okay, so, but then the other half of this is Scorpi grabs his finger and cuts it as well and then holds it out in front of John. Yeah, it starts dripping white blood, apparently. And John's looking at it, it's like, what? You want me to. And <laughs> Scorpi says, it's a Scarron blood vow. You hate everything Scarron. Scorpius just, I will help you if you taste. And John actually he looks at him and he says, Nosferatu <laughs> vampire. Yeah, that's your first instinct, apparently. Because I think that's the first thing he said about Scorpius. Mm. So, but what he does is, hesitantly, he pokes his tongue out, takes a drop on the tongue, and then, like, pulls back. And so Scorpi accepts this and then, you know, sucks the rest of the blood out of his finger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess we have a blood pact now. Okay. Mm. I don't think that means anything to John Scorpius, but... Probably not. I'm assuming you have an ulterior motive, because I don't trust you. No, why would you? Uh, Also, I guess it's kind of, how committed are you to doing this? Like, are you prepared to go all the way and give me the wormhole knowledge, you know, if if you're prepared to do this? Yeah, John John will gladly take a little sip of your blood uh, just to convince you. So we cut back to Aaron, and we actually have an establishing shot from outside of a spaceship it's it's kind of almost skeletal like ribcage looking yeah but with mechanical bits and it it looks like it's like a big freighter kind yeah because it's basically it's like a large box at the front that's the cockpit and then like a spine running along eight 
two, four on each side, like boxes that are probably the cargo holds or something. Or prisoner transports, yeah. something like that, yeah. And so Aaron is, again, she's like, I need a sign that he's coming for me. And then a Scarron comes in. And this is a ruling class Scarron. Not the same makeup that we saw before, way back, but he's got, like, dark spines. He's not, like, red-coloured. He's wearing a big black, you know, spiked mm. clothing. And he comes in. There's also a nurse, a Sebastian nurse, who's an older woman who looks very severe. Yeah, that's that's actually a very good description of her. And so they come in, and are you, you know, are you ready to answer our questions? And she's like, yes, I am. She gets up and she, I think she swears in Scarin. And it's like, am I saying this right? I no, think let me, let me, let me right. repeat that again. I, I haven't written the word down, so I can't pronounce it. And then the Scarin, of course, does the whole heat projection thing on her, like, which slams her up against the wall. And she, she says, where is Crichton? I don't know. It's like, stop resisting and keeps asking. It's like, I don't know. I think she says Moya at some point, but it's like... That doesn't help. Doesn't No, that doesn't help. It's the truth. Yeah, it's also so it's the best she can do anyway. Yeah. It's like, he's on Moya. Yeah, I don't know where Moya is right now. Then he changes his questions to, what do you know about his wormhole research? It's like, I don't, I don't know anything. He didn't tell me anything. But the nurse is basically holding a device that tracks her heat signature, and it's getting... It's spiking. She informs Scarin about this, and Scarin says, I'm not doing anything excessive she shouldn't be collapsing like this and then the nurse tells him to stop so to stop you'll kill her and then he says well what's wrong with this one is she weak or faking it's like no no she's not faking well convince her to tell me what she knows when she wakes up if she wants to live or i will start again so yeah they're basically you know it's what we expected the scarons are trying to torture information out of Aaron. yeah about Crichton and wormholes speaking of which we cut back to moya and now Dargo and Chiana are following John down a corridor. And Dargo's like, okay, you're going to this variant of Moya. Chiana's worried that he'll end up on Earth and mess everything up, you know, messing around with wormholes. Fair point. But John's like, no, I won't. I've got a hum in my head like a whale. Yeah, because Einstein said he could go anywhere he had been before, which I'm like, ah, nice drop in unre- unrealized realities that he can now use that because he went to Bizarro Moya. Yeah, he can navigate kind of like sonar, he explains to them. It's like a homing beacon. He can make it. And Chiana's like, well, you can't go with Scorpius. He'll try and screw you over. At that point, Scorpius joins the, the walk. And is like, so little trust going around. And I'm like, well, fine. Yeah, I wonder why that is Scorpius. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's funny that the people on this ship who, you know, you chased after for the better part of, what, three seasons, two and a half, don't trust you. No, it's funny that. He says it with enough sarcasm that I no, he knows, but... Yeah. It's like, no, I wonder why they don't trust you, Scorpio. Yeah, no idea why. But uh, Chiana asks Scorpio, he's like, well, why are you going? <laughs> he comes back with, me and John, we have an agreement. The details are confidential. <laughs> and Dargo's like, John, what are you doing? Just trust me. I have it under control, okay? I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Just if we don't come back... And he doesn't say anything. And so we cut then to uh, back to Aaron. With a weird little slow-mo at the end of that scene and the start of this new scene. Yeah, it's a bit odd. And I don't know, it's not too distracting, but it's... No, like... I, I think it might. It's, it's meant to tie John and Aaron's fate together. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's the only only explanation I could find for it. So we cut back to Aaron's cell and, you know, we fade in and she's strapped actually to a chair, which is like her arms and legs are splayed out. It looks like it's made for someone a lot larger, maybe a d- different species or something. It's like stirrups that will be in like a maternity chair or a bed or something. 
It's a bit weird. So the nurse comes in and says, oh, are you feeling better? I was just able to stabilize you from critical heat delirium. I thought peacekeepers were supposed to be battle strengthened. How come this probe almost killed you? I'm tired. It's like, go away. It's like, she actually, the nurse leans in and says, I wish I could. And so actually, so they're going to have a conversation in this scene. And the whole time, the nurse is pacing around. Yes. The camera's following her. And there's all, there's very uh, harsh shadows in this scene. Mm. So she's moving in and out of shadows. Yeah. Actually, it's very cool. It looks really good. And I love the conversation they're having because Aaron asks her, are you really Sebastian? Yes. Does it make it easier to let your masters do the dirty work? And she basically says, look, peacekeepers, Scarens, it doesn't matter who rules. It's not going to be me. I'm just interested in surviving. And she also says, you know, I've heard all this dren yeah. before. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, you're not the first person to say that. And I like that. I l- this is my type of bad guy. Sorry, bad gal. Because, like, yes, I completely understand that viewpoint. I disagree with it, but I understand that you're just like, look, I'm just going to survive. I'm looking out for number one here. Yeah, and... I don't really care, aside from that. Yeah, it it is kind of that lack of, like, morals. Like, I'm not... I don't... You guys do whatever. I'm just going to make sure I'm okay. Okay, yeah. what happens to anybody else? But she says to Aaron, it's like, you have to tell him what he wants to know, talking about the Scarron, because otherwise he'll kill you. I've seen it happen. You'll just be another DIT, died in transit. Mm. But yeah, but she goes and says, you know, I'm going to survive. I suggest you do the same. I'll tell Captain Jenek, the scaron that you're ready for another interrogation good luck with that no i I did like i did like this scene a lot it was Mm. especially with the pacing around and yeah cutting in and the viewpoints where i'm like yeah given Mm. her situation i can imagine that if you're under the heel of so many scarons you're like i'll just survive yeah (laughs) all right so we now cut to john and scorpy in the pod in Crichton's module i love this shot there's some great stuff actually because pilot says to john because they've they've approached the uh, wormhole Mm-hmm. and the pilot says the wormhole's destabilizing scorpio says you know it's funny if, if you miss your intended target we could change the future or the past create a world without peacekeepers and scarons would you like that john and i'm like that would be a world without Aaron, so no yeah and john just ignores him is like shut up <laughs> i need focus hang on and i love this next shot because oh, it's, it's so good yeah it's the pod flying over like the edge mm. of the wormhole it's almost like a lake yeah it's very actually like close up and we see like the wormhole is huge yeah from the perspective of the module it's gigantic and what i love is that it gives the illusion of a few seconds of the module flying over a lake like the end of unrealized reality it does John yes, was standing on nice. a lake hmm and then it sort of we the camera follows and we see the center of the wormhole like go down mm-hmm. to this you know basically this big pool and then the module goes across and then down into it and so they start flying through the wormhole network and John's just eyes closed left right right no nope, left yeah he does screw it up and they're like okay no here we go and actually this as he says his goodbyes we have like a shot of uh up in command and it's of chiana and it actually like pans in or, or like zooms in on her or like her tracks in actually doesn't yes zoom tracks in, in. and uh, she go- gets up to a close-up and she says good luck and come back and so yeah they're zooming around and, and then they come out of the wormhole and there's nothing there there's just empty space because scorpius also says at some point like do you know what you're doing? Shut up, I'm focusing. Look, do you, I will turn this module around. <laughs> Scorpion in the back, just, are we there yet? Are we there yet? 
It's like, no, you missed the turning. It's like, shut up, I didn't miss the turning. It's quicker this way. I like going this way. <laughs> so, yeah, they pop out in not the right place. They, they pop out in space. Scorpio's like, well, now where are we? I'll figure it out. Just need to fix some stuff. And he starts doing stuff uh, in mechanics. We then cut back to Aaron and... Well, actually, we cut back to the Scarron ship. And um, Jenek and the nurse are walking the corridors. And Jenek says the signal from her bioloid, talking about Aaron, of course, stopped before we could detect the Leviathan. How did they figure that out? That's the first question I'm going to ask her. The nurse says there's something about her. Her reaction to the heat probe was so severe. You seem to misunderstand my intention. I do not care if she dies. She probably already outlived her usefulness. And the nurse is like, give me one arm, because I have an idea of how she might still be useful to us. You have one arm. Then she answers or dies. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, the nurse goes to uh, see Aaron in her cell, again, strapped to this apparatus. She has, like, a large creepy syringe with, like, vices on it, and she just She's like, oh, this ha- this will help you sleep, and I don't need sleep. And it's like, no, no, it's gonna happen. No, let me go. She actually slaps Aaron across the face and just sticks that the needle in her abdomen. I think she also says something along the lines of, "It'll hurt more if you resist." Yeah, and she sucks something out. Yeah, which Aaron realizes partway through. She's like, "Wait, you're not giving me something. You're taking something. What are you doing?" And it's green, and I'm like, "Hang on, is Aaron's blood green, or is it even blood? What is that? I don't know." Yeah, this is. And Aaron's very distressed, and the nurse just takes it and leaves. So let's check in with John and Scorpy, see how they're getting on. <laughs> now, okay, so th- they're lost, mm-hmm. and the module is kind of broken down, and the module's spinning yeah. in space. And <laughs> the way the, the episode depicts this is literally every shot inside of the module is rotating. Yes. So the whole shot is spinning around, at which I... <sighs> I see what they were going for. It was a bit too pronounced for me because I was like, ah, I'm getting dizzy. Yeah, that has, it's like... Bleh. Just like slower. more Like a slower spin would have been fine. Also, John says, oh, this spin is giving me a headache. And I'm like, that's not how space works. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's the thing. If you're, if you're rotating in zero G, then all you're doing is... There actually should be like a small amount of gravity on one axis you know that's mm. rotational gravity that's how it's it's because okay quick science lesson here so acceleration in terms of gravity right mm-hmm. gravity and acceleration if you're in space and you know if you're on a box and you can't see out you can't tell the difference between standing on a planet the box being on a planet and the box accelerating with equivalent force yeah so acceleration and gravity are kind of they're very similar or they're the same thing so if you're rotating Rotating, and when you're rotating in an acceleration, is, is you're accelerating because you're changing direction mm-hmm. constantly. So that's why you can you see that a lot in other sci-fi. Like 2001 is a great example. Big rotating space station produces enough gravity on the outside for you to stand. But given that in the module they're not floating around, I'm assuming they have like a little yeah, exactly. gravity plate at the bottom. Like that means the gravity is always in that direction and from your perspective nothing is happening. The stars might be spinning outside. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It maybe that's out of whack. Who knows? Maybe it's been messed with. That's it is a possible. bit of that common uh, fallacy of like no everything's relative, so you don't really you might feel a acceleration, but you wouldn't feel dizzy. There is no down in space. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, but they are spinning, and this viewpoint is spinning. And well, aside from the enemy gate, but whatever. Yeah, well, that's always down. But then they're fiddling, John's fiddling with stuff. Is like, try that switch. No, that's not working. Then Scorpius 
first of all is like you know it'd be ironic or uh, appropriate or funny wouldn't it that for us two to die here in the middle of space john's (laughs) like first of all look if like really and then he asks look for the record what were you planning to do with wormhole knowledge anyway i i really like this line from scoppy because scoppy just says i would have taken over as much of the known galaxy as possible found earth and destroyed it that's not funny. No. I would have used it as a deterrent for the Scarens. I like like my notes say just, oh, Scorpy's got jokes now. <laughs> I just find it funny that John just pokes through that right away. It's like, that's not what he actually wants. <laughs> no, we know that. I don't believe the second answer either, but that's beside no, the I, point. No, I, I, sorry, what, no, hang on. <laughs> That's all he's. Uh, that's all he's ever wanted the, the wormhole knowledge for. We know that. I wouldn't be surprised if he has an extra plan. We know we'll that Scorpy doesn't. He's not interested in power for its own. No, sake. no, 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 no. That's entirely true. You are absolutely right. And I think he would use it against the Scarens. I'm just not entirely sure if it's only a deterrent. Well, he might actually use it against them, or might correct some mistakes. Ah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know if he's willing to mess with that, though. We'll see. He knows about it. Yeah, apparently. But so, eventually, John gets something fixed, and he's like, okay, this is gonna this is gonna be a bit of a jolt, and, like, flip that switch, and then the module goes, poof, zooming out, and down through this end of the wormhole, and we go on another journey inside of the wormhole, and, you know, left, right, spin, this way, this way, and then, yeah. poof, they pop out again. And this time, they come out, there's a nebula, a kind of like a neutral colored like gray beige nebula and we see moya in it or but it's slightly moya. yeah it's slightly different color i think there's a bit of a pink reddish spots on it and uh it's like is that the moya we're looking for says scorpy john says it better be i have a banging humming in my head right now so we cut back to Aaron's cell and jenek is interrogating her again I'm saying, you know, how did you know we were going to kidnap Grazer? I didn't. It was an accident. I got lucky. And then the nurse comes in and is telling him, stop. No, you have to stop. You'll kill her. I don't care. It's like, no, no, you have to understand. She is with child. And he stops and Aaron just collapses unconscious. But if she is with child, she was close to John Crichton. Mmm, uh-oh. The jig is up. Uh-oh. Now we're in trouble. And so we cut back now quickly to Moya, and we see that Sokozu has found out what's happened and is arguing with Dargo, saying, you know, you should have stopped, John. Erin is dead. I know Scarens. She's dead by now. And Dargo basically tells her to shut up. Well, what, what if Grazer comes back, huh? Grazer knows where this wormhole is. She knows that John used it to get to Earth. So, yeah, we have confirmation. This is the wormhole that leads to Earth, you know, that you can get to. Uh, but Rigel chimes in and agrees and says, yeah, no, Grazer knows that John would come back here. Yeah. And they're like, we should have a vote. And Dargo's like, yeah, no, not yet. I'm still captain. <laughs> Pilot, get the scans going. Anything comes into scan range. A dust cloud, a meteorite. I want to know about it. And Pilot's like, yes, of course. And setting scan range. Also, I like that um, is like, you know, we wake up Naranti, we have a vote. Majority rules. And Dargo's like, not yet, it doesn't. I'm still the captain here. <laughs> also, I'm thinking like, hang on, that doesn't work. Does that put, put us at six? 
Or does Moya count as a seventh vote? Also, Dog is like, this isn't a democracy. I'm the captain. <laughs> exactly. It's not how this works, Ikozu. Dargo says, you know, we're staying for another Arn, okay? And so back again with Aaron and the Scarron prison ship. Jenek and the nurse, they're, they're wheeling Aaron on a gurney through the corridors and Jenek says like oh if if this is Crichton's child we can retrieve incumbent knowledge from the fetal DNA um, for wormhole knowledge <sighs> yeah it's that whole genetic memory what yeah, is this place what is this place Abstergo okay there's a case to be made that we that the ancients somehow implanted it that deeply in Crichton's d- brain slash DNA yeah but let's be honest the Scarens wouldn't know that they, no. they don't even know about the existence of the ancients, so... True. Well, we don't know that. We don't know that they don't. No, but... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's not how DNA works. It's really not. No, genetic memory is not a thing. There is such a thing as instinct, which... Yeah in a way, is stored in DNA because you have tendencies to do certain behaviors that have proven to be good traits to survive But not knowledge. No. And especially not something that you gain afterwards. Yeah. Once you have been conceived, that's the DNA you're stuck with. You'll have minor mutation. Well, you might actually have minor mutations during the um, gestation period, but that usually kills you. you. Usually kills you. And you have, like, your cell, individual cells have minor mutations due to UV or just general living or little writing errors, but usually those cells die off. You don't, like, download entire bits of knowledge into your DNA for your next No, not from... (laughs) No, that's not how any of that works. Oh, well. But so they say this, and the nurse says, well, we can't do it here, but our facilities on Katrazzi could. I just realized what what these uh, guys read for biology. Lamarck. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's the... Oh, if I remember that, that's like... What's the example he gave? Giraffe. Giraffes yeah. stretching their neck to try and reach. And then the next ones have longer necks because they were stretching. It's like, yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, let me talk to you about natural selection. <laughs> the kids are not going to notice anything from that. Okay, let's let's move on before I get Moving into on before biology we... 101. All right, so Aaron hears them talking and kind of groggily wakes up. It's like, what have you done? What have you done to me? Get me out! Ah. I like that a nurse leans in and whispers, Look, I just saved your life. And so, yeah, Aaron is actually... We, we cut. There's a cut there, and we see a much larger room. And we pan down from the ceiling. There's, like, uh, apparatus and tubing up there. And we pan down, and there are... There's, like, a, a bed, but with, like, arms splayed out. Like, your arms stretch it out to the side, wrist, wrist as far away as you can, and your legs spread out a little bit, and she's just basically tied to that table. Yeah, and she's saying to Jankabru again, it's like, I'm going to say it again because I don't think you heard me the first time. Just get a message to him. Let him know where I am so he can find me. And then we actually see that there are other tables with other women on them, and they're different alien species. There's a couple of others. One of them says to Aaron, I thought peacekeepers didn't have gods. I thought you were all in that warrior cult dying with honor and stuff like that warrior code oh sorry warrior well i would argue both would have worked for that sentence fair enough but there's another prisoner off to one side and we see that she's like got mottled orange skin maybe looks a bit like a kind of aquatic or something and says uh oh is there another peacekeeper here can she help us but then the other one says no she can't even help herself she's praying and then the nurse comes in 
and says to Aaron, it's like, whose child is it? I don't know. Captain Jenik will force it out of you. It'll be much easier if you just tell me. Look, I had sex with so many people. They called me PK Trout Girl. I'm like, oh, <laughs> huh, funny name. Dig it to Jelena there, I see. I guess. <laughs> might I, actually, I just realized that might have been intentional on Aaron's part. <laughs> and then they say, no, I've filled with so many embryos. And the nurse is like, nope, just one. Whose is it? Jenek believes if he can find the human's child, the Scarens will reward him. He's dreaming about palaces and virgins right now. Oh, I'm very happy for him. Unless you tell him what he wants to know, he will make you wish that you were dead. And then, you know, Aaron's not playing ball. And so the nurse then says, all right, fine. Talk to the other women and they can tell you you should talk to Jenek. And we can keep you drugged, asleep, or we can make things hard and ugly, worse than you can imagine. So, yeah, she may be alive for now, but things don't seem to be going that well for and So, let's cut back to Scorpion John and see what they're up to aboard the Bizarro Moya. Yep. <laughs> so, we come in and we see John and Scorpion walking through the corridors of Moya. Okay, what did you think from this effect that they were using on the footage? A couple of times while they're walking down, there's like a doubling effect. Mm-hmm. Like a double exposure. It doesn't last very long and it's actually fairly subdued i know why they did it because it's like oh this is a weird version of moya but i don't think they needed to no especially because they didn't do this the last time we were on this moya no and it's it's weird that it's kind of implying that it exists like there's like a tenuous existence to this reality not that it's like a solid thing Mm -hmm. when that's not what we've been led to really believe i feel like also we as the audience don't need to be reminded visually that way that this is a different moya it's very easy to follow just from the episode of what's happening it's like yeah okay we're on the bizarro moya fine Mm -hmm. i got it they've already told me this i don't need the visual reminder every five seconds like i said it's not super distracting it's just a bit unnecessary Mm -hmm. i think the other uh, simpler thing they could have done is just light it differently yeah different color lighting or something that would have worked perfectly anyway they're walking through there and um john says okay every one mile millions of exits different times and place complete and unending since scorpy says so everyone here has become something they weren't so yeah like they went into a blender we have an arm before this thing gets blown up before Crace comes here in here and kills everybody. So yeah, we've returned to a point before John got here the last time. Didn't Einstein specifically tell him never to do that? <laughs> yeah, don't go back. Before. But this is an unrealized reality. It's a bit yeah, wibbly wobbly. But he's wimmy. in it right now. How long can you be in an unrealized reality before it comes re- becomes your reality? That's again one of those things. I'm like, it's a little unclear. But yeah. so we actually go into, we see the galley and we see, uh, as we saw in uh, Unrealized Reality, we see Sokozu Stark and uh, Naranti Rigel preparing yes. some food. So now we'll cut back to Aaron. And so, yeah, we, so we have Aaron and we have, there are a couple of other tables with different women on them, but there's only really one that talks to Aaron. Yeah, I think that this one is the only person that Aaron ever speaks to down there from here on out we, we yeah. see nobody else in a shot but she you know she's right next to Aaron mm-hmm. on another bed and she's uh she's alien she's basically got a very thick like neck ridges that go up the side of her head They're, she like, reminded gills. me a little bit of a twi'lek really yeah because the the males sometimes have have a leku from the back wrapping around oh. their neck I was thinking more like uh Santarans 
from Doctor Who with like the sort of potato head. That shape, also, yes. But with like gills and things down the side, mm. and she's got a very, very high widow's peak hair, like pulled right back. But so she's looking over to Aaron, saying, you know, the Scarens, they find something interesting about us and see if they can produce an offspring that they can use. They've bred me six times. Three died before term, and three are I don't know where. This is something we know that Scarens do. This is why Scorpius exists. Yep. This program, you know, trying to find something useful from other, quote, lesser species. Yeah, and her species can apparently excrete acid that melts steel or melts some thin metal because the plants on her home planet have like metal coating yep and aaron's like well all right spit on these restraints and get us out of here it's like yeah no it doesn't work it it doesn't do military grade metal that's why that's why they're trying to get a kid from me that actually can do that and so you know it's funny how you're just awake to talk to me you know everybody else is asleep Mm-hmm. And you're the one who's awake and talking to me. But she turns over and says, well, that's because I palm the stuff they give us to sleep. You think I'm, I'm a scaring spy? And Aaron's like, well, it's like, no, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with that. I have enough sleeping pills to, if I take them all, I can kill myself. Then she realizes, you know, but like, no, I'm not working for the nurse, you know, but the Scarens don't need me. You can't beat them. They, tr- they take prisoners around on these freighters so nobody ever knows exactly where they are. Yeah. No one can save them, and we can't escape. I've t- tried for cycles, and then I gave up. Oh, and look at you. You still think somebody's coming. But, you know, you should talk to us, because that's all you've got right now. So we cut back to Bizarro Moya, and John has grabbed Sokozu Stark, and they've gone to the maintenance bay, and he's asking her... Okay, so, quick thing before we go any further. It's very unclear, this, because there's we have Stark as... Sokozu as Stark. Mm-hmm. John refers to Sokozu as Stark as male, says he doesn't know this. Yeah. When this still looks exactly like Sokozu, just with a metal face, it's actually unclear <laughs> if male or female. Yeah. These terms get mixed up throughout this episode because at a later point, it, they actually make a point of it. And I'm like, that's not consistent with what you've been doing with somebody else, John, but whatever. Yeah. I guess it's the fact that, like, this universe is weird. I guess. It's just that it's... I, I, when I saw... The, I assumed it was just Sokozu, but with a metal face. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it was just jarring. It's like, wait, I was male. Oh, oh okay, fine. All right. We'll, we'll just go with that, you know? Yeah. All right. Works for me. And then uh, it says, you know, okay, I heard you say Katrutsi. Where, what is it? Where is it? And I don't know. I've never heard of it. But John says, like, no, you said it when Ch- Chiana was killed. You Wait, were crossing her over. Chiana's dead? Like, no, no, you said it when you were crossing somebody over. It's like, no, no, I don't. I, I never retain memories of what I say during that state. Basically, I must have crossed Iskaran over and some knowledge must have seeped in. But I I can't recall any of that while I'm not in the trance. It's, at one point, Scorpius like, I'll take over. And John's like, no, shut up. <laughs> I'm doing this. <laughs> I, I, like, I like that both Stark and John are like, no, shut up. <laughs> they both yeah. reach their hands like, no. <laughs> but Stark says, I only recall that knowledge when I'm in that state. And Scorpio's like, hmm. And he starts walking off. And John's like, where are you going? He's like, keep him here. I'll be right back. Be right back. And I'm like, oh, I know where he's going. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> also, apparently this universe doesn't have a Scorpius because Stark wasn't completely freaking out by them. They don't, and later on, people don't actually know him. I mean, they may have a Scorpius, but it may not look anything like. They may not look anything like our Scorpius. Who knows? It could be Grazer in Scorpius makeup. I don't know. That's actually a fun image. <laughs> 
So we cut back again to uh, the Scarron ship, and this time the Genic and the nurse are standing over Aaron. There's a hologram of an embryo, like a very, very early embryo. Yeah, it's like the first cell. And the nurse is saying, you know, remarkable system. The sebation egg gets fertilized, splits a couple times, but then it stops. They secrete a fluid that keeps it in stasis. Yeah, and they can keep, she can keep it in this form for up to seven cycles before before continuing on with the pregnancy and you know this is all stuff we already know but then uh, well then the nurse starts preparing some serum and aaron's like no 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 no. i'll tell you what you want to know i won't lie to you you won't lie to me she sticks it in uh aaron and puts uh the true serum in and aaron responds of course i'd lie to you stupid bitch <laughs> look i don't know whose child it is they you know Jenek asks like is it crichton's like no i don't know i don't know tell me and it's like okay there was another man there was a man called uh, valoric oh. callbacks callbacks oh. to the way we weren't oh this was a sad callback it was it's like but but he's dead now i i executed for treason because because i betrayed him and i recreated with him it's it's his and Gen X like no, i do not believe you more serum more serum she's clearly lying and I'm, I'm like, yeah, even the scaring can't believe how shitty the peacekeepers would have to be to do that to your mate. And then they inject her again. And she's like, okay, no, Valoric's not the father. No, he's dead. And then she kind of falls unconscious. Wake her up. I can't until the serum runs, works out, the nurse says. But then, yeah, he, Jenek gives heat probes on the nurse. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you working for her? And she says, no, no, of course not. And then turns it off like all right then and so then aaron kind of comes to a bit and jenek has walked over to the uh prisoner who is next to aaron and uh it's like what is how is she progressing and the nurse says dna scans show no enhancement to the embryo nothing and so aaron comes to and sees them standing over her uh, cellmate and the prisoner's like and she's like no no it's too early you let it grow i i can't you can't you can't tell yet you can't tell yet and then jenek stands over her and says no this is bad and then starts using the heat probe on the emb- on the child yeah on the unborn embryo and some somehow this causes like her stomach to be become translucent so we can see the yes. embryo being boiled alive this was rough. This mm. was really bad. Especially like, with the screaming of the mother in the background. Yeah, this was really intense. Like, oh my god. Yeah. So also, this this scene, this scene was cut from the UK transmission of this episode. <laughs> That's fair. And David Kemper also, he had concerns about the scene. But uh, those were alleviated by something that turns up later in the episode which yes. we'll talk about later but uh, yeah i can see why this was cut from the uk broadcast also it was it was shown at like prime time in uk so it's like six seven o'clock not past the watershed so this mm, sort of stuff is not yeah. really okay hats for non-british people please explain oh, yeah. the watershed so basically we have a way of uh, structuring tv broadcasts in that anything after nine o'clock you can show more violence and you know strong language sexual themes that kind of thing it's basically you assume that you're assuming that the kids are sleeping at that point yeah but basically like after a certain point you can show all these things and i don't think we have a specific term for that but i believe dutch television has a similar like mentality on that yeah but i can this was usually from what i remember farscape was broadcast before the watershed mm. so they cut something like this of course like most of the series yes i would i would argue that works anyway so yeah um he then adds you know unless i get what i want you will be next says to aaron Oof. so back aboard bizarro moya 
Scorpius <laughs> comes back and is dragging Naranti slash Rigel with him. It's like, oh, what's happening? Crichton, who is this man? <laughs> and then <laughs> he says, let me just check. So you can channel past memories when you cross a soul over. And, <laughs> and Stark's like, yes, yes. And Scorpius gets a look on his face like, hmm, all right, interesting. And then just... Grabs a pistol and shoots Naranti. I love how he's, at the start he just shoves the Dominar away. It's like, you stay there. So you can cross anybody over uh, when they're dying, right? Yes? Good. Takes John's pistol out of his holster, just shoots Rigel. It's it's the look on his face of just like, hmm, interesting. Pow. <laughs> and John's like, what are you doing? You can't just shoot people. And it's like, look, we are in a hurry. She can cross him over now. We are not in a position to negotiate. And so, uh, Tsukozu Stark then says, no, I can't. I can't cross her over. I have to, I have to love the soul. I have to care about where it goes. <laughs> Otherwise it just goes away. And I'm like, wow, sick burn, Rigel. <laughs> yeah. And John's like, wait, 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 wait. You never had to love the soul before. It's like, yes, I have. I always have. And John's like, right. Different Stark, different rules. And he goes up to Scorpius to the side of his head and just angrily looks at him and is like, whoops. And also, Scorpius does also say, you said that, you know, they're going to die in half an hour anyway, so we don't have time to, you know, mm. mess around. I also love the fact that this Stark's like, I need to love the soul. And he certainly didn't love Rigel. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, Scorpius taking that pragmatic evil approach, yeah. kind of. It's like, look, they're going to die in half an hour anyway. I might as well just pew, there we go. Oh, what, that didn't work? Well, uh, we learned a lesson. (laughs) We're making progress, right? John's like, what are you doing? Morals. He's like, what? I don't understand. What do you mean, care for a life? It also does seem like Scorpy doesn't care about these people for two reasons. One, he doesn't really care about anybody else. Second, it is implied that he's like... Oh, this is a bizarro universe and they don't matter. These people aren't real. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, John seems to be on the side of, oh, no, they are, but they're, they're just weird. These are actual people, Scorpius. You can't just kill them. There's a fantastic scene in Dragon Age Inquisition where, related to time travel, the same argument is is had. Where it's like, I don't care if you think that you could turn the, the world a year back by traveling back and making that this never happened. People actually suffered. They don't care what you do in <laughs> yeah. to stop that or whatever. This happened. This also comes up a lot. Um, it was in uh, season two or three of uh, of the Flash, the TV show, mm-hmm. because they have a they have alternate they have Earth Two, an alternate universe, and a lot of people from Earth Two die. And it was like, okay, you can't just keep killing people from Earth Two, but you know if you have to try and take somebody out from earth one you try not to kill them there's a priorities skewed here you know like those people are yeah equally real yeah that's that's a problem a lot of people in a lot of characters in fiction with alternate universes have a they have a lot of problems with that Mm. anyway so uh we cut back again to erin she's alone with the the other prisoner and the scarin and the nurse have left her alone for now Mm -hmm. and says are you in pain and uh says well I'm all right. This is the third one they've terminated. I saw it on the scan. Must have been malformed. The three that survived were beautiful and healthy. And and Aaron's like, and you've had six pregnancies. She said, yes. So they'll wait a while, then fertilize me again. Like, have you had a child? She says to Aaron. And Aaron says, no. The only way a peacekeeper can have a child is if you basically get put on breeding duty. And I vowed never to have a child that way. And now, he says, well, and now protecting this child may end my life. 
But she says, then the prisoner says again, like, no, there's another way. I've hold enough sleeping pills for both of us. And then says, but I've never been brave enough to do it myself. Mm. And she's like, looks away and is crying, says, I'm coward, coward. And then Aaron says, looks at her like, what's your name? She replies, Morok. Well, Morok, when someone get, comes to get me, they can save you too. And looks off. Oof. Yeah. Mm. It's that response to when she says, you know, I've never been brave enough to do it it's like yeah and then Aaron immediately you know responds with no we'll get out of this when they come to get me and so yeah yeah a little bit of hope possibly that you can kind of see that there's just knows that it's very unlikely either that or she is like resolute like no he'll come he'll come or he'll come remember when they said humans repeat a lie to uh, convince (laughs) themselves that it's the truth yeah she's more human than than she thought yep so yeah, back again with Scorpius and John. Scorpius asks, like, okay, who does Stark love? And <laughs> John's like, okay, you can't just shoot people. Scorpius is like, oh, I don't care for these deformities. Wait, whoa, Scorpius! Scorp- I find your priorities odd. We're in a hurry. They're gonna die in half an hour. Come on. And you know, who does Stark love? And they're walking through corridors and. John's not responding, and then Scorpio says, look, just because you do not have the resolution to do this... And- oh, I had plenty of resolution when I got here, but I don't like the way you do things. So then we cut back to Moya, mm-hmm. who are still... The crew of Moya, everyone's still waiting by the wormhole. Pilot says, you know, I've been crewing... I've been comming John every 30 microts, but the wormhole's destabilizing. We can't stay here much longer. Pilot, do you know if we could even come back through that in this module? And he's like, well, I don't know. And Sikosu says to Dargo, like... Look, Grazer's no fool. We'll die if we stay here much longer. We're, no, we're waiting. We're waiting here. And like, how much longer? It's like, I don't know. And Pilot goes, well, you might have to find an answer for that one soon because I just got something on the scanner. Also, quickly before that, Chiana does say to Sikosa, it's like, hey, back off. Yeah. And But yeah, the Pilot's like, yeah, we have on long range scans, something's coming in. Like, is it military? It's like, I can't tell, but it's approaching at high speed. Have they been spotted? We don't know. Uh-oh. We'll find out later in the episode, because we cut back quickly to uh, Jenek and the nurse aboard the Scarron ship, and, like, have you found the uh, match for the embryo's DNA? It's like, nope, can't find anything. Which means it's something we haven't come across before, so it could be half-human. We don't have a sample of Crichton's DNA. Sloppy, but okay. Yeah, sloppy, considering that... In won't get fooled again. They had him. Yeah, they had him. How did you not take DNA at that point? To be fair, in won't get fooled again. They hadn't realized how significant he was yet. Yeah, but come on, like you that just sh- take that should be standard procedure. Yeah, what the hell, sloppy Scarens. This is why you aren't ruling. <laughs> and but uh, Aaron says, like, I'll tell you. No, I just I want to end my pain. I'll tell you who the father is. I'll tell you. While I was off Moya, I was an assassin. And now we see some flashes in black and white and also occasionally inverted, like um, negatives, of Aaron in like a what looks to be a high-class uh, hotel room, space hotel room. And she's dressed in like nice clothes, but is also like punching and shooting and assassinating mm-hmm, people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I was an assassin and then wham, 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 like very quick cuts of these yeah. bits of action. It's like, the, but there was a there was a man called Lechner. He was my contact and also my lover. And we see like a close up of them like kissing and you know, spinning around. I tried to suppress it until now to protect him, but it's it's probably his child. He he's he's from Vendral, a planet off most charts. And Scarron is like, oh, I've heard of this planet. It's uh, this and this system. And the nurse goes, well, that's pretty far away. That might explain why we don't have 
data. So I will cross-reference with uh, similar species from that area to see if there are any correlation. And so now we cut back again to uh, Bizarro Moya. This time, Scorpio is now dragging uh, Aaron Chiana mm. along. And they're dragging her through the corridors. Like, they have her, like, in manacles and taped her mouth. John's like, no, we'll do it my way, not yours. But then Dargo Jewel appears yes. again. Simco Jewel. And then standing down, you know, one end of the corridor, like, hand on hip with a gun. It's like, what are you doing with Chiana? It's like, Jewel, get out of the way. <laughs> Scorpio's like, who is he? It's like, believe it or not, he's a she. That's Jewel. Shoot him. Her. Just shoot it. Wow, Scorpio. That, yeah. That's not okay, yeah. buddy. That's yeah. not all right. But then, yeah, Jewel doesn't want to let them pass and then takes a shot. So John shoots back and then... Well, she starts firing several shots. Yeah, but John shoots back and kills Jewel and looks dismayed at this. Mm-hmm. And then Scorpio says, well, I don't like the way you do things either. Very messy. And as they walk past oh i'm sorry scorpius was the corpse of rigel clean (laughs) oh dear so we cut back again now to aaron jenek has is in you know they're injecting her again with the serum and it's like you lied we found the vendral dna did not match from that that system she's like no no it was him it was leshna it's like there is no leshna we checked <laughs> like no no and then morok in the back is like no no she's telling the truth don't hurt her and aaron's like look it was always lechna i was plant i was planted in moya to keep an eye on john i never loved john Crichton. and they keep injecting her with more stuff she's like i've mm. never ever loved john Crichton. and then he's like you're lying tell the truth and he's like no i completely forgot about Crichton. i completely forgot about him and then, yeah, we see flashes of the stuff we saw before. Mm-hmm. And I'm impressed how strong Aaron is on this stuff. Yeah, because so occasionally they keep throwing doubts, a few doubts here and mm-hmm. there on, is it John's child or not? We've yeah. done that a couple times before. And here we're like, oh, is it? But fairly quickly we're like, okay, no, she's protecting Crichton. We know that. Like, I, I would believe that it, that she might have had sex with this contact. I would have believed that. And it might be his child. What I don't believe is that Aaron never loved John. That's the moment where I'm like, okay, she's lying. Despite yeah. being under so much truth serum. So, good on you. But also, you know, there's a, those few little bits of doubt. Being, like, looking at this meta textually, mm. right? Of course it's John's child. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. like, of course it is. That's the dramatically appropriate thing for it to be. Yeah, we're not, you know, I, I don't, and in this episode, it's not a problem because I don't think we're really expected to believe that it isn't. Nope. But it's come up a couple of times before and like, no, of course it's John's child. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we get that. That's, that's fine. And, uh, but yeah, she says, I completely forgot about Crichton. So then we cut back to Moya and Pilot saying to Dargo, like, that vessel we detected, it's a command carrier. It's still very far away, but it's approaching. Uh, okay, okay, can we leave now? Starburst immediately, <laughs> says Sokozu. Dargo's like, no. But then Chiana says, hey, why don't we use the engine signature thing I got from, uh, Rekna from bringing home the beacon? And it's like... What, you want to turn into a Scarin cargo hauler? They'll shoot us down. And Chana says, no, no, we won't let them get that close. We just we just turn now, they do a long-range scan, they'll move off because it's not Moya. And I'm like, also, didn't you guys, like, have the signature for a, like, cruise liner? It's like, be a little joy boat. You had options. Yeah. But we, 
remember Scorpy kind of like jury rigged it in, so maybe that they is true. Maybe they haven't fixed it. They only have one option or something. I don't Fair know. Point. And Dargo's like, all right, it's worth a shot, but what do we do? All right, Sokoza, you wanted a vote. Let's have a vote. Do we stay or do we go? And Sokoza and Rigel both vote for Starburst. Chiana says, nope, staying. And then Pilot chimes in, like, Moya and I vote to stay. And then Dargo's like, all right, we stay. Because Dargo, oh, that's an even split, and then Dargo gets a deciding vote. <laughs> yeah, Dargo has the deciding vote. At the same time, you could also argue that Moya and oh, yeah. Pilot are two votes. <laughs> that's true, actually. Even if Naranti was here and she voted for Starburst, they would have still lost. Yeah. So, okay, they're going to stay. They're going to try it. And then we cut back to Scorpion and John. And Scorpion's like, ask John, like, are you sure this will work? And John's like, okay, no, this that's how it happened before. Okay, Aaron Chiana died. And then Sokoza Stark channeled the Scarron when crossing her over. He didn't call her Aaron Chiana, by the way. Important. No, this is, for, this is for our own yeah, 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 yeah. benefit. And um, John says, no, okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And we have Chiana is tied up next to a crate, next to Stark. John takes the pistol, points it at her. And she looks up at him. It's like, no, okay, this is, you know, you... Tied me up. All right, taking it's a joke. I get it. I mean, sometimes I tie up people I like too. Uh, and it's like also, and like, are you in trouble? Is that is that guy making you do things? Because I I know you won't do it. You you can't do it. You, you can't kill me. And Sakosa Stark also says, "I won't help you. I won't help you cross her over." And John's like, "No, you will," because he knows that Stark would do that. Doesn't matter what's going on around him. But John's pointing the gun at. Chiana and this it is important that Chiana is played mm-hmm. by Claudia Black so it mm-hmm. looks like Aaron and there's a tear going down his face he's like you can't kill me John and he says no I can't and Scorpius walks in it's just like but I but can, I can. <laughs> and just no I love what he does because he just brings John's arm back up and pulls the trigger for him John is still holding the gun at this point yeah yeah it's like what did you and he just immediately elbows scorpies in the face it's like i have done what we needed to do and i yeah it's like i can't do it i can grabbing john's arm uh, yeah that's scorpio right oh yep because to john a person is a person john is still john and scorpio is well i mean we actually scorpio did whisper in his ear before that it's yeah. like it's not aaron it's like i know it looks like her though it looks like her and it, even if it's not it's chiana yeah it's still a person John, but of course scorpio's like ah, fine they're gonna be dead anyway mm. and so they're like oh god and then she kind of like is dead of course sakozu stark is screaming at this and mm-hmm. oof so then we cut away. Well, we have a scene with uh, Aaron and Jenek again. And Aaron says, like, I don't know if it's Crichton's child. I don't I don't know. And then he starts heat probing her in the stomach. Mm-hmm. And the nurse says, no, you'll kill her. It's like, who's the father? Who is it? And it's like, okay, okay, on, on Vendral. On Vendral, I, I met a man and I... And he's, she starts frothing. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, you're lying again. It's like, no, there's, there's no legend. I made him up. There was just Crichton. Only ever Crichton, just him. And again, we see the flash of her, what was her kissing Lechner before. It spins around, goes into negative, and we see that it's actually her and John. Mm-hmm. She only ever loved John. And yeah, she passes out at this point. So, you know, things have now taken a bit of a slower pace. Mm. I love that the line was, it only ever Crichton. And so we cut back into Zara Moya, and Stark is doing the trance, like lifting up the side of the metal face and the mm-hmm. light coming out. And it's like, okay, here we go. It's like, has she said it yet? And it's like, shut up, Scorpio. I can't hear, you know, chanting and different things. And then eventually says, Katrazzi. And it's like, 
There it is. Okay, where is it? Do you know what it is? I think it goes the seat of Scarum power. It's like small, fortified, dangerous. Disguises its presence by mirroring the orbit of one of the moons of Trilask. Scorpius is like, I know that place. Yeah, he perks up. He's like, all right, John, we can go now. And John is just sitting there, tears still running down his eyes, and he just stro- he reaches out and he strokes the hair of Erin Chiana. And I'm like, yep. Images of what may come, John. Yeah. That's what he's thinking. And then he you know, also looks at Sokozu Stark, who's just finishing up the ritual. And well, you got what you wanted. At what price? Yeah. Come on, we can't save these people. And I'm like, well, you could have. You could have tried. There's tons of things. Just Starburst now. Uh, to start with, the other option would have been, I don't know, take a few people with you. What, in the module? Yeah. Nobody's, they're not, they can barely fit John and Scorpius in there. It's a two-person ship. Wait, no, hang on. Whoever Rigel is in this universe might fit in there. Oh yeah, Rigel Dargo, remember? (laughs) Right, Rigel Dargo might fit in there. But do we really want to take him? (laughs) Well, to be fair, this is, actually, yes. I say we space the other Rigel, we take Rigel Dargo instead. (laughs) He's clearly less of an asshole. Now, one final important detail for this entire adventure is that Scorpius and John better pray that this detail exists in both realities. Because apparently there's more than just the people that differ. Yeah, but like John said at the beginning of the episode, this is the only lead they have. Yeah, that is true. So yeah, we cut back now to um, Aaron on the prison ship and Morok is waking her up. And Morok's out of her restraints. And Aaron's like, how are you? I saw I saw this, the code to unlock the restraints. Look, I, ha- I have the sleeping pills. We'll take them together. And at this point, Aaron's arms have also been released. Still, Her legs are still in there. I was like, well, you could just release her legs. You have a, maybe able to escape? But Morok says, thank you for doing this with me. And they, they start taking the, the pills. Mm-hmm. And Aaron's like, well, I don't have any other choice. I'd rather be dead than let them have my child. And Morok asks, is it really his, the man you loved? And Aaron just says, do these pills make you tired? She go, Actually, she goes into this, like, I had so many plans for this, for her, for my child. It all seems silly now. And Morok says, no, that's, it's not silly. Every parent hopes the best for their children. Yeah. Is it really his? Is it really the man you loved? Is it his child? Asks it again. And Aaron just laughs and is like, gestures for Morok to come closer. Because apparently Aaron is falling asleep a little bit at this point. Which is not true, because Aaron just grabs Morik by the neck, starts squeezing hard, and is like, Do you ever have children? It's like, I, I told you I had six pregnancies, only three survived. Squeezes harder. The truth. Do you ever have children? It's like, I know these pills won't kill me. I know you're their spy. I want the truth. Have you ever had one child? The truth. And Morok is like, no, I haven't. And, then- and Aaron's like... <laughs> Yeah, snaps her neck with a twist and is like, good. Then I orphaned no one. Holy shit. And then she spits out the sleeping pills, which she was clearly just storing in the side of her mouth. And just this look of resolve on her face of like, it's like, oh. Do you notice the hints at this? Well, it's when she says, like, I mean, in this scene, obviously, it's when she starts pressing repeatedly mm-hmm. of, mm-hmm. is it Crichton's child? Yeah, that's, that's a very big giveaway. There is another thing, because she slips up in her lies... At first, I thought this was a continuity error, but I think this is entirely intentional, and Aaron catches it as well. Because she said she had had uh, six pregnancies, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Three were terminated. Three were uh, carried to term. But then when she starts talking about the one that got terminated literally in the room with Aaron, who, by the way, woke up when she should have been sleeping, according to uh-huh. yep. what uh, the nurse said, 
she said later on she says that was the third child they terminated which should have been the fourth uh-huh, if what she yep. had said earlier was true and Aaron actually asks like she checks again because she says that you've had six pregnancies right yes it's like Aaron's like aha yeah that should have been seven you slipped up and that's why when we mentioned earlier david kemper being you know worried about that scene where the the baby is terminated mm-hmm. because it's now seems like that may not even have been a real no. thing that was that was a show put on for for aaron there were tiny little hints which i liked on second viewing it's like oh yeah but then of course once once he repeats like twice it's like is it Crichton's child oh, yeah. aaron's that's- like okay <laughs> It's like, okay, that was not a slip. That was not an accidental slip up. I mean, just being very strong against the true serum. You're just lying. Also, she's out of her restraints. Yes. And the sleeping pills are the wrong pills from the ones she showed earlier. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of mix-ups there. So Aaron Mm. snaps her neck and says, I often know one. Yeah. Oh, boy. So uh, we then see John and Scorpio have come back through the wormhole. Uh, They're back at Moya. It's like, hey, we're here. We know where the base is. Let's let's leave and they're like okay the command carrier is coming immediately we need to go right now we'll get you in the docking web and starburst immediately yeah just hang on this might get a little rough and scorpius says like why is nothing ever easy with you john john responds yeah i've been wondering that myself as well i wish i knew and so yeah they get they do the starburst we have the starburst shot again i told you mm, it would come up mm. more than once <laughs> so now back with Aaron, there's one final scene here. Oh yes. Jenek tells like we've set a course for Katrazzi and the nurse says we've been they've been informed of your condition. There is a surgeon on hand ready for you. And so they yeah, they chuck her back into her cell and she kneels down and she looks up. It's like, all right, now, Janka Brew, you haven't listened. You haven't helped. I'm running out of time, so I'm going to forget about you. I'm now willing to make a deal with anyone, with anything, to save my child. Anyone or anything that is listening. Not because I can, but because I have to. And that's how Eren multiclassed into Warlock. (laughs) And end of episode. So, yeah, that's the final line. Because I have to. So, yeah, that uh, that was episode 18 of season four. That was prayer. What do we think of that episode? It was an okay episode. It was a good episode. Yeah. I think there's like, I like what they did with the ultimate Moya again. I like that they brought that back, mm-hmm. gave it some weight, that John took these people very seriously, and Scorpius didn't. Yeah. But there were like a few visual effects where I was like, eh, wasn't that great? Yeah, it was the, the doubling up, the double exposure and the spinning, I think, mm. were what, what bothered me the most. The spinning actually was the worst part. Yeah. But so, yeah, but apart from those little visual, you know, mess ups, I definitely think that obviously the stronger part of the episode was Aaron's, you know, yes. uh, side of things, because that was very heavy, very, you know, intense. And um, there's a lot of good dialogue with her and the Sebastian nurse who is just looking out for myself. And I hope the nurse comes back in later episodes, because I like that character as a as mm. a bad guy, gal. Bad girl. And uh, that also, quick note, we should say that uh, the nurse was played by Sandy Gore. And uh, yeah, she did a really good job selling that sort of like grizzled, like, look, I've, I've seen a lot of crap and I'm just looking out for myself. Yeah, I'm, I'll see if I can help you because she does try to help Aaron by revealing that she's pregnant. She it's keeps like, her alive, but... Yeah, but she's like, I'm not gonna die for any great causes or other people. I'll help where I can, but there are limits. So, yeah, and we see that 
again like scorpio is prepared to do whatever it takes john has you know moral hang-ups and scorpio's like i don't have time for this crap here's an interesting question why did he bring scorpius uh because scorpio knows about scarens yes and so any information about katratsu be more easily passed by scorpio okay yeah that's that's part of uh, that makes sense i was thinking and i might be reading too much into i usually read too much into these things (laughs) let's be honest here I was thinking John took Scorpius because Scorpius gets results, even though John yeah. doesn't like that. I think mm. a, a tiny part of John, in this case, was thinking he'll get the job done where I don't. Oh, uh, so, okay, I'm going to reference uh, another sci-fi series with this, because that reminds me of, uh, it's a really fantastic episode of Deep Space Nine, mm-hmm. uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine, In the Pale Moonlight. Okay, I like the name already. Where Cisco wants to get the Romulans involved in the war on their side, but he goes to Garak to do it. Mm. And so Garak does his all kinds of underhanded stuff, you know, does some you know murders and all these things that, that Cisco wasn't prepared to do. And at the end, he confronts him. It's like, look, you got what you wanted. And that's why you came to me, because I can do the things that you can't. That's why you came to me, yeah. because I can do those things and... You know, all, you'll get what you want, and all it took, you know, was the the self-respect of one Starfleet officer. I call that a bargain. It reminds me of that, where he's like, goes mm. to this person, and it's like, yeah, that's why you came to me, because I can do all this horrible stuff that you can't do. And that's why I think he, knowing Leo yeah, subconsciously, um... at the start went, I need Scorpius. By the time they were there, he did not want to shoot Chiana, and he disagrees with what Scorpius did. But that, that that's where he was emotional at that point Mm. where i'm like at the start when he was still quote-unquote reasonable he was like i need scorpius to push me beyond these points that yeah that might not be the case that's an interesting take on it i could i could see that and it's it's definitely you know reading into things Mm, yes it's not you know directly presented it's scorpi doesn't bring that point up uh which is what garak does in the deep space nine episode it would have been interesting i think it would have been cool if he had like well, this is why I'm here, isn't it? You know, you can't yeah, do yeah, this, yeah, and yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's an interesting point, and I I definitely think that that's a good read on it. But like you said, it's not explicit. All right, let's put a rating on this episode. I'm hovering between a three and four. Yeah, I think me me as well, and I think I'm just gonna go three. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm. Mm, like it's not I'm a not bad. Sure. It's not a bad three. It's a quite a very good three, but I think it's a three just because there's like it's there's nothing extraordinary about it which is fine it doesn't have to be but there's also like there's those few little editing details i did like the fact that they hid all the hints to the uh that was good yeah to the spy in there yeah no i'm gonna stick with the three just because (laughs) look we have a one two and three in the system we should use them once in a while yeah we should we shouldn't just use them just to use them though (laughs) we should use them when they are appropriate But I feel that's fine. I would probably still rate it slightly higher, though, because I, I, I like the, you know, the impact that it had. I like that. I like that actually seeing what Aaron's, you know, Aaron's resolve be tested and still come out of it mm-hmm. stronger. Like she eventually, eventually cracks, but it takes most of the, it takes the entire episode. Yeah. Before she says it's, it was Crichton. And a shit ton of true serum, clearly. Yeah. So. I would say four, but it, it just about gets there. It doesn't, you know, tip okay. right over to the to the edge. So good episode, very heavy again, but in a much more 
emotionally appropriate way i think mm. than other previous episodes that we've talked about on this show so yeah but that's it from uh that's it for this episode let's see what's up next week so ah, we're going to a three-parter i believe we are in fact it is the final four episodes of season four and so we then have a three-part episode and then the season finale i'm assuming the season finale is basically the fourth episode of the three-parter like it's usually is like it's all flowing into each other now mm-hmm. uh, you know this episode leads directly into that one and it led kind of on from constellation of doubt you know it's all coming together but so next week we start the three-parter we're so screwed <laughs> <laughs> and oh god i resent that the person who named this episode gets a bottle of whiskey as we discussed <laughs> because the first it's we're so screwed part one fetal attraction yeah oh i, yeah. I, know, I see what you did there and i don't appreciate <laughs> how dare you make that pun so yeah they go to you know they infiltrate the scaran outpost to try and rescue aaron and things do not go as planned <laughs> le shock my god amazing <laughs> this series things not going as planned Mwah? with the moya crew crazy i know That's right awful idea so yeah we will be talking about that episode next week but uh that's it from us this week we hope you enjoyed uh, this episode of fastgate rewatch uh we'll be back soon with uh episode 19 until then you can find us around the web on twitter at can't hats and red at red nightmare seven go to can't for previous episodes links to rss feeds itunes and of course the patreon which helps support this podcast which is patreon.com slash can't wear hats uh, that's it from us we'll see you next time have a good week everybody goodbye, goodbye. okay red we're gonna need some help to get through these last four episodes okay. of the podcast all right, join hands with me. We're going to pray to the great podcasting God. Are, are you sure about this? I mean, is, is this a good idea? Look, it's all of God, okay? We just, we need that little help. <sighs> Fine. Oh, great podcasting God. What should we do with these last four episodes? Ah, yes, my children. Thou should use stamps.com and Squarespace for your web hosting And this is why we don't talk to him that much anymore.